Hello, 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 hello. You're listening to Head to Table. It's the podcast where every week two friends get together and create a brand new tabletop RPG game for you to enjoy. And then we play taste it. Oh, fuck, that was nearly perfect. <laughs> play taste it. We can play taste it. And then it. we play taste it through. <laughs> mm. How's the mouth feel? How's the mm. mouth feel oh, on that, that RPG? Oh, um. mm. And then that's spit a, it out. That's a good game. Uh, I'm Tom Rawson. And I am Thomas Snowden. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, thanks, man. Um, I've actually just been reading your, your birthday gift to me, which is a, a, oh, a delight. Yeah. He gave me a uh, he gave me a graphic novel called Pantheon about the Egyptian gods, and it's very funny. And uh, I've been enjoying learning about the uh, the deities. It is a very good read. Yes, that's uh, Pantheon by Hamish Steele, a very enjoyable graphic novel. I can recommend to everybody. All right, advert man, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you being bankrolled by Hamish Steele? I wish. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure I, I'm that comfortable with how positive that was, Tom. <laughs> I'm going uh, to now cast some aspersions on Pantheon. Tom, i got to say, I'm feeling great and fresh at the moment because I have finally invested in some decent pillows. Ooh, okay. You're upgrading yes. your bedding. No longer am I sleeping on what is essentially just like a bag of damp rice. Uh, oh, God. And it's doing wonders for my back and quality of sleep. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm having like far more vivid dreams at the moment. So much so, in fact, actually, that the other night I dreamt in the entirety uh, the plot of Star Wars Episode Nine. Interesting. Interesting. And how, how convinced are you that this is premonition? I mean, if you'd asked me two years ago, I would have thought it was a crazy dream. But be- based on some of the wacky stuff we saw in Last Jedi, I think I'm actually like intercepting the waves from the Disney satellites that are transmitting the f- film drafts around to one another. Interesting. So let me just um, sort of recreate for you how it happened in the dream. Okay, I'm ready. So, so it starts off where there was the title crawl, episode nine. Actually, it didn't have a title. It was just like episode nine. Mm. Um, maybe I missed that part. <laughs> And it starts off, believe it or not, episode nine of Star Wars, it began back in the Clone Wars period. Okay, that seems like a backward step, but all, but all right. I know, but you know, JJ, have faith in JJ. And um, that's JJ Abrams, not Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um, and it's Obi-Wan and Anakin just having one of their classic Clone Wars adventures like we saw in the prequels, you know. Only Obi-Wan is now like properly a comedy character and like the soundtrack is all like <laughs> Obi-Wan's like cracking jugs. It's still Ian McGregor, but he's like, let's like, do all these silly things. <laughs> and it's really funny. And I can't remember exactly what happens at that point, but then it like fades away and it cuts to Darth Vader. So it's like jumping through all the trilogies here. And Darth Vader's like standing on the deck of a Star Destroyer looking out at space. Essentially, like, he's like reminiscing on like the good times with Obi-Wan. Right. Okay. Then the Emperor shows up and he's like, what are you thinking about, Darth Vader? Uh, And Darth Vader's basically like, nah, man, the Empire's not for me. I've made a terrible mistake. Obi-Wan was such a funny guy. (laughs) And then they have a fight and it ends with them like awkwardly wrestling on the floor. Um, 
and then like they're force lightning each other, which technically doesn't make sense because Darth Vader has been you know said in canon that he can't use his force lightning after he lost his actual biological arms. Mm. But then like his helmet gets knocked off, and we see that it's still kind of Hayden Christensen under there. But to punish him, uh, the Emperor then uses like a force power to like make all of the flesh on his skull melt off. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the camera, point, the camera doesn't cut away at that at all. It's no, like, it's actually like a really close up. You see like all this like. And then it cuts to instead. Well, I've got. I wrote it down after it happened. Oh, and then it cuts to. Uh, it's a new like jungly planet, and Finn is there from the new trilogy, and he's with Rose and also a Wampa, like the Yeti thing that okay. cut off yep, Luke's yep. hand. The Hoth creature. And they're on a quest to find Luke's like old house, and that's the majority of the film then is just Finn, Rose and a Wampa looking for Luke's old house. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. And Ray's not like looking for it at all. It's just Finn and Rose for some reason need something that's from Luke's old house. Yeah. Like I remember like Ray and Poe were kind of it, but they were very tertiary characters in the dream. And the main plot arc after like a half an hour, strange sort of jumping narrative across the, the trilogies it's all about Finn, Rose, and a Wampa trying to find Luke's house. Hey, man, I'd watch it. And I'd definitely buy merchandise for a new Wampa-type character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my official Star Wars Episode Nine prediction. Sorry we took up so much of the stream. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's important stuff. We need the world to know this bold vision. You know, you need to make your pitch for, for, for being a director if there's a, another trilogy coming along. You know, just, exactly. just, just yeah. how you would have done it. All, all, all along. <laughs> well, that's enough of me talking, Tom. And it's time for more of me talking. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, does this have anything to do with the RPG we're making today? Any kind of no, like... none at all. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to do a game Nomicon, or have I eaten up too much time? Oh, let's 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 do it. We can. We've always got time for the the public service, the public good of a of a game Nomicon. Yeah, if necessary, you could edit it down. So I'm like, I've had this great idea for a new Star Wars film. Uh, Wampa. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is the, that is the extreme elevator pitch. Isn't it? That's the elevator pitch when you're going up one floor. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an elevator pitch from an elephant, from an elephant, from an elevator in free fall. Uh, Wampa. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, well, I'll bear that in mind. Okay, Tom, uh, for our game Nomicon, then, uh, can you explain for me and the audience that might not be aware the meaning of the acronym AOE? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so AOE stands for Area of Effect, and like a lot of spells and abilities tend to target only one one creature or one, you know, one point. Um, but an AoE spell targets a larger area, so this is great for if you want to get lots of creatures that are that are stood together um, in in the, your blast zone. That's the kind of spell you want. So, as an example, is like a fireball or a, a cone of cold or a dragon's breath. They're AoE spells or AoE abilities. They allow you to uh, to affect a larger area. I remember, I remember in one game that we were playing of a, of a Curse of Strahd game, you and a group, like none of you had oh, gosh, AOE yes. spells. And this thing was designed, this, this sort of uh, encounter was designed there. There was hundreds and hundreds of tiny little um, like twig blight creatures, so really, really small mm. um, 
like barely different like you know a, a handful of hit points between them three hp yeah one d4 damage super sort of easy to destroy but because all of you could only like kill one or two of them at a time it was like <laughs> it was just impossible uh yeah was, yeah yeah that was that was not our finest moment and it sort of it does highlight actually very effectively one of the slight flaws in D and well is it a flaw in the it, there is always a weakness that can be exploited if a party is split, which I think mm. means you have the, the stereotypical notion of don't split the party as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyhow, Tom, let's make our own game now. Uh, I've got a brief for you, Tom. Okay. Uh, a setting we haven't really played with uh, before is sort of a, a, a cyberpunk kind Ooh. of uh, setting. And this is kind of where I want to base a new idea, but primarily what i want to go for is a very light-hearted more sort of um uh party games in the style of everything is john where i can imagine this played with less you know grids and difficult character sheets and more friends sort of sitting in armchairs sofas having some drinks and sort of you know chatting through the game okay uh, and essentially i think how i want the game to work is that any time that there's some kind of check which you know there's some drama or uncertainty whether your character can do it or not different rpgs then introduce different roles or ways of doing that i think we just boil that down entirely to the flip of a coin the twist then in this is that i want all our characters to have really interesting time manipulation powers and what i want us to do here is essentially just design a series of sort of moves or rules involving uh, using some time manipulation powers to affect the story. So let me just hit you an example of one I had. Perhaps a character can have the ability to freeze time momentarily. And what you do is you sort of announce that you're using this move, you roll a d6, and whatever you roll, that is how many words you have to describe what you want to accomplish in the time that is frozen okay okay yeah that sounds that sounds good so if you roll yeah. a, if you roll a one it's gonna have to be a very good word choice exactly <laughs> that yeah so the trade of it the benefit is whatever you say it happens like there is no real limit like if there's a, a giant evil robot and you roll a two you can say destroy it or something like whatever you say it'll happen but the twist i think is however the gm chooses to interpret the words you have that is canon that is verbatim what happens so the worst aspect of a wish spell or something so (laughs) if if you only have one word and instead of destroy the robot you can only say destroy yeah Mm. and the gm can interpret you know maybe uncontrolled how this works or you know yeah we need to get a bit more thought but that sums up the kind of the vibe of the game I want, the the moves I think we should go for, and the idea that let's worry less about balance and more about what's silly and fun. For okay, this game. yeah, no, I really like that. I really like that. Um, also, like the fact we're using the coin, the uh, the one remaining random generator <laughs> yeah. that we've probably not really looked at yet. Um, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds cool. I suppose actually a coin kind of is just a two sided dice entirely oh, yeah. although also currency now that i'm thinking about it more <laughs> does that say does that say something about me that my first thought is that a coin is a two-sided dice <laughs> i don't know anyway time let's think about time stuff yeah so i want to throw it over to you tom uh, any like fun ideas for powers we could use huh, okay so you've got freezing time i mean i guess the next most obvious one is is rewinding time a bit like yeah uh, an undo function on on reality um but what does that 
look like uh, in terms of? So I think I think it'd be good for us to to stick with the rolling a, a d6 um, as as kind of a core a core mechanic yep. for deciding how the thing works. And I do also kind of like the the wordplay aspect, but I don't know if we can get that into every power. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose one thing you can do is if you roll that d6, perhaps as you're playing, the GM is keeping like a brief note of every time a move is made, either a coin is flipped or an ability is used. And if you choose to rewind time, maybe you roll the d6 and it just undoes, like you step back through all those moves, perhaps? Oh, or maybe, or maybe you just have to say, like you know, what you wish to be undone in a similar way to the freezing power. Um, and if you have enough words to say, like, the action that you wanted undone, like, you, you're, you're specifying the action you wanted undone, but, like, if you don't yeah. specify it quite right, it'll, um, yeah, it'll, uh, it, it, you know, could again screw you. Was that maybe Yeah. A- I like that. Cause, so where, where's the fun? Where's the funniness in rewinding time? Like, obviously, it's the idea of, of getting the time span wrong, right? Yeah, so let's have a think. So if I said, okay, so let's say one of your allies has been shot and you want to rewind yep. time to stop them from being shot. So you say the thing that you wanted to happen to to be undone would be... Brian not shot. Yeah, so the full version would be, uh, yeah, Brian not shot, as you say. But then if you've only got one word, I guess you say shot and the DM could kind of screw you by having... Brian never having had his tetanus shots, and now he's got <laughs> terrible, <laughs> crippling. Not only tetanus. is he still shot, yeah, yeah but the, <laughs> the shot in his arm is now also gonna, yeah, he was in far further issues. I mean, I don't know. That, I mean, how how well will that work with other examples? I'm not sure. That's but a if, fun idea. I just, I, I wonder if there's something more. If we can do something more, because I, I feel like the funniest thing that would happen would be. Like trying to yeah go back a few seconds and accidentally going back a few minutes. Well, I think what I like about it more is like like trying to specify instead of going back literally. I quite like the idea of it being an undo function. So you just specify something that happened, and then it just it just no longer happened. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like <laughs> at any point in the span of human history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, with a few words you have, uh, you know, the, G- the GM can reinterpret any way they want. So shot, they could reinterpret that as JFK survived. <laughs> <laughs> That's very run, fun. Run through in their head all of the possible, <laughs> like, knock-on consequences of the survival of JFK. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm into that. Okay, so we've got... F- yeah, it's like an undo function. It's how much information you can give, yeah. To specify to the this. thing you want to be undone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we can still do... Because that's the idea of changing something that has happened, but staying at your current point in the present, right? Yeah. So I also think that they can be moving yourselves through fixed time. How about this? How about... So time travel, I guess. Yeah. How about you can move... You can have time travel, and you can specify the unit's you're moving back through, be it either seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, years, mm. decades, and then, and then you roll a d6 and you go back in time however many you rolled. Okay. I kind of prefer the idea mm. of you specifying the u- like specifying the number and the yeah. dice deciding the units. <laughs> Just because it's much, much worse, right? <laughs> 
I like the idea of this like hopeless group of whatever these characters are trying to accomplish. I haven't even gone to that yet. They're like, huh, the door is locked. Let's see if we can go back to before it was, I'm wearing diamonds. <laughs> yeah, if six, oh, is, oh, yes. if six is millennia or something or, you know, aeons. Or, uh, yeah. Well, is that, is that, I, I do really like this this wordplay thing, though. So is there some way we could, I don't know, because the, the thing with the undo and the and the the freeze is like if you can think of a words or a combination of words good enough to tighten it down, then that's then that's how you you like. There's kind of the aspect of the dice roll, but there's also the aspect of your your own ability to to think outside the box for for coming up with the words, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah, the, that's true. Whereas the the time travel thing kind of just you know, it just it just it's just like chance. It's just random chance at the moment. How about this? How about you can go back in time to a point you specify and maybe like a roll of a die is how long you're there for? Ooh, interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they don't all need to be the the wordplay thing. Maybe that and is maybe uh, again, uh, and again, maybe it is the wordplay because then perhaps yeah, like there's so maybe you arrive at a, a hostage you're here to rescue, but oh no, they've already been killed. So mm. if you roll really well, like a six, you can just say, "Go back to the hostage alive." Okay, or that could be that <laughs> you could get screwed by the GM. I quite I quite <laughs> like the idea of all of these ones having like the the first handful of words kind of like put in already so the sentence is half formed so for the freeze one it might be like um whilst time is stopped i yeah and then like the undo one is That's like true. it's like uh i uh i undo um the event of <laughs> yes uh and, that's good and then yeah like the idea is you have that beginning sentence and then it's however you structure it after that uh, and yeah it could be like um so I think it's I think it's like I think for the third one it'd just be like I transport us in time to when and then insert the rest. And then if you've only got one word, that's really hard, right? Yes. That's very good actually. And that makes because it is a very powerful move, right? Like if you'd only really use this if there was no other option. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay. We've got three nice ones there. How about how about the ability to speed up or slow down time, like relative to other things? Okay, so you mean from your perspective, or yeah? What I mean is, let's say a guard is rushing towards you, and all you've got in hand is like a stone. Perhaps you throw the stone at the guard, but through like you know correct luck or use, you speed up that stone by like five times. So now it's moving with like the speed of a bullet, essentially. Mm. Yeah, or maybe you. Um, I quite like that. Or maybe I, loads of people are shooting at you and you slow down time for all those bullets. So even if they hit you, they're moving so slow that it's ineffective. Yeah, I, I get that. I get the sort of notion of the, the kind of speed up, slow down thing. But I, I think what, I, like, what I'm thinking about a little bit here is the alternative of like, you can choose an object in range and change its, lo- its, its sort of like it to be at any point in time in its existence almost um oh, but then maybe that, that is quite a different move i suppose <laughs> yeah i mean that's also a good move i think we've got two different moves there okay okay well let's let's deal with your one first then so we're calling this one um like S- speed up slow down how about yeah. that maybe the fun part is you don't know if you're accidentally going to speed it up or slow it down <laughs> 
So the thing, the thing I'm a bit confused with here is that, like, for the bullets example, that's, like, slowing down your time. Uh, or are you, are you, you saying, or are you saying you're like actually you, slowing down like the bullets? Choose, yeah, you're slowing down the bullet. Like, you, well, you can okay. do it either way, right? Or you can... Yeah, the idea is you sort of pick a, a localised either item or space in the world and you speed up the flow of time around that thing relative to the rest of it. I just think that's one where, like, I like the fact that some of the rules around it are a bit ambiguous and I think you could be, like, quite creative with it. Okay. Like, perhaps you say, like, oh, you've got to jump over a, a rooftop and you sort of jump but speed yourself up. But if you accidentally speed yourself too far, like, you'll, maybe you'll overshoot the rooftop or, you know, something like this, perhaps. Okay, so so that one could be, like, a relatively easy move normally because, it, like, that could be word as well, right? And you can have something like... Um, I change time for blank to be blank. Ah, uh, yes, and you get the number of words for both of those fields, maybe. Exactly, exactly. Yes, I like that. That's very good. So, what was again? I make... I alter time for blank to be blank. Okay, and then the other one you had there was the idea of... Yeah. So although I would argue that what you, you could said... Use, yeah, you could, could use, use the sentence. same sentence... Yeah. I actually, I like the idea that these aren't sort of moves per se, but sentences that you're allowed to use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really like it. I really like the notion of these uh, these sentences and just the role is to see how many how many uh, how, how many much words you get. Time you get to yeah. I mean I don't even know if we, I don't objective. even know if we need to use the Oh, so so I guess that the the coin flip is for everything else that happens, isn't it, in the in the world that's not time powers? Is that exactly, the Exactly, yeah. Okay. I think the idea is the stakes could be so much higher if you mess up the time powers. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to use them as a little bit of a last resort. <laughs> exactly. Like again, if you're trying to get through a locked door, like perhaps you'd rather take your odds with the fifty-fifty coin flip to like unpick it than to really badly risk going back to uh, a time when the Earth was but <laughs> <laughs> young. A, yeah, a primordial wasteland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I'm just. I am still wondering whether the I alter time for blank to be blank is good enough for what i was thinking about the the other thing because i like what i really like the notion of it's like like you were saying earlier about like a you know you reach a locked door for example or um something of that that type um uh you know be able to sort of say i i age the door to the point that it's uh it's just rust uh in its hinges um you know it's like it's like it's like yeah. rusted away to nothingness but is that um but that, that's the idea. If you roll high enough, you can state the goal. Wow. So, jeez, yeah, that's a good point. Like, if I if I have enough, if I have enough words, I can make it be. Yeah, uh, I alter time for the door to be rusted away. Like, yeah, <laughs> precisely, precisely. Like, I, I don't think the coin will be used much. I think it's just a sort of a, a an extra safety net to have around the game. Essentially, so there's always like a fallback if people are too nervous to use the powers. Yeah, no, that makes sense for me. That yeah, that absolutely makes sense. This is great. So, just to reiterate, let's uh, go over our statements again. There is, I alter time for blank to be blank. Yep. There is, I transport us in time to when blank. Yep. Uh, there is. Uh, so there I was- I undo blank. Uh. Yeah, or I undo the event of blank. Oh god, this is gonna be so fucking much like a, a guard coming through and <laughs> you roll a two. I undo the event of guard born. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
he just splits away. <laughs> I mean, is that is that more or less moral than just killing yeah, somebody? Like, yeah. if he never existed... Like, it's never going to be in your write-up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Would you even remember that you'd used the power? <laughs> That's the next level. <laughs> Grandfather <then> paradox-esque <laughs> problems here. Oh, no, then, my mind. <laughs> and then the other one is, I accomplish blank while time is frozen yes yeah that's a good way to put that one i think let's leave it that for now because i think we could talk a lot about these and some really fun instances okay maybe one other thing i might be interested to throw in is it'd be nice if there was some other aspect of the game which involved time in some way perhaps perhaps when someone uses one of the abilities there's like a real-time countdown until it can be used again yeah yeah, I like that. Because otherwise, like, if you accidentally zap into dinosaur time, someone goes, okay, here's a six, I zap us back to normal times. Like, maybe the idea is, and the idea is you can't all just sit around doing nothing. Like, the GM is going to keep the drama and the game unfolding. I tell you what I, I tell you what I really like, and I think we touched on this in a in a, a different episode when we were discussing uh, time freezing as a power. I'd, what I quite like is the idea that somehow that the characters use up their life in 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 using these time powers like somehow somehow like it uses up the time of your own life you know your own like your own longevity your own existence power. so like whatever mission you're on is a bit of a suicide mission like in this cyberpunk world right right Um, right and like you're you're expending your your life was your own lifespan yeah yeah so by the time you reach the end of the heart of this 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 uh this facility or whatever you're like a doddering old (laughs) old grandma like coming through the last like the last couple of doors with a few years left of life to maybe uh, (laughs) accomplish your goal whatever it was we were doing so like you always send out a team of hot young teens and they never come back as anything or if they very rarely do it's like <laughs> <laughs> can barely remember yeah, what it was they were doing oh god yeah i mean i i quite like that, that I don't could know. be fun i just wonder how we track it is all well so i mean i quite like the idea of you having a remaining number of years and then as you as you use the powers it kind of um expends them a certain amount and once you've expended all of them you're just the, just the game is over um <laughs> Like I like my, my only fear there is I don't like to have too much bookkeeping in the game because again I want this to be I want this game I can be played sat back entirely in a chair for the whole time. Okay, but I think I think what I'm thinking of is that being the only thing we bookkeep. So like okay. so like so like you can always like it, somehow the characters always get out of whatever scrape they're in, right? Like they um, yeah. like they they always are able to you know manage to. to <gasps> I've got it. Go on. <laughs> I've got it. Exactly this. So I think in the setting, what whoever these people are, perhaps they have the facilities that after a mission they can reset their age by going to like a special, you know, large chrono tank, which, you know, restores them to right. a certain age or something. But how about you start the game with yet a track of what your age is in years. And every time you roll a D6, whatever the result is... You add that to your age. Ooh, okay. So in some ways, low results are good, even though you get less specificity. 
Like you're, yeah. you're heading towards, you know, your less, your lesson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really like that. So, and yeah, I think because this is a cyberpunk world, I think, I think the sort of setting wise, the, the idea should be that, that you're these crack team of like, of, of, of whatever you're, you're up to assassins or, or, you know, infiltrators in the cyberpunk world. Yeah. Um, and you're actually only exist uh, as this kind of uploaded consciousness and you get transferred to clones every time you, oh God. you, you, you sort of like complete a mission, you get transferred into like a younger clone. Um, yeah. Like just on whatever like simple chip you're in inside this inside this body. So you're constantly able to re-up your clones, but if your clone dies while on the mission and then, you know, that's it, you've uh, you've you failed. It's exactly if yeah, if you get too old. Yeah. Yeah. But not only have you failed the job, but you're dead dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Is that do we need a mechanic to sort of work out is it just gonna be like a hard number? Like once you're over a hundred you die, or do you think it's when you reach a certain age and as you age there becomes like a worse a chance of you actually dying. Yeah. Okay. So I mean that that could that could be interesting. Um but is that going to be like the only thing with that is that is that going to be obviously the least book bookkeeping option is to just have the is to just have the the counter up to a threshold. Yeah. But a fun thing, like, you know, off the top of my head, a fun thing could be that, like, you know, above a certain age, you have to start rolling D100s and rolling uh, above your age or something. To, yeah. Or, like, something could, like that. That's true. We could have a mechanism, or even something more simple, like, perhaps if you're between 60 and 70, you die if you ever roll a 1. If you're between 70 and 80, you die if you ever roll a 1 or a 2, or just something like that. I, the, the real question, we could come up with a fun mechanic where you're more likely to die the older you are yeah but perhaps for now i think again just to minimize this bookkeep maybe let's just give it a a flat number okay uh although i do i do like the idea you just came up with i think that's not too hard i suppose it's not really is it yeah like if you've got a track paper yeah okay well let's go with that then okay so once you're above once you're above 60 should we say it becomes a one or once you're above 70 how bad is healthcare in this world <laughs> i mean it's a cyberpunk dystopia so i guess everyone's on medical insurance now <laughs> in my head it's it's almost it's not like it's not that you actually age to the point where you physically die but that using these time powers is strenuous on the body yeah and you're just more likely to die as you are so perhaps even like 50 is where it starts getting risky okay okay so 50 uh to 60 is a one yeah, 50 to 59 a okay, one yeah. will kill you yeah and, and then up like that so between 60 and 69 a one or a two will kill you Etc. Etc. Sixty nine. Okay. Yeah. Now that's really that's really really cool. Um, the idea of having like the doddering old like ninety year old running around the, <laughs> yeah. the, the field still which means somewhere. yeah which works out because then ninety to ninety nine ends up being one two three four or five will kill you and then I think a hundred is you're dead like if you ever hit a hundred it's game over yeah yeah that's perfect that's really really perfect. Okay, I think the only last thing we need, Tom, that actually I was going to say we should have more of a setting, but I like the idea that you don't even need that. Whenever you play the game, you can decide what the setting is. Perhaps, you know, you're an elite time-bending, you know, uh, police unit, or perhaps you are, yeah, like a mercenary group or a criminal unit. 
Yeah, I mean, I quite like I quite like the idea of the setting that that yeah, like for whatever reason, I, I think maybe there's some kind of interlink in the cyberpunk version. So, like, the only way you can get these time powers is by being one of these people who has clone bodies. Like, they have yeah. to they have to be that way to to even have the time powers. Um, yeah, and for whatever reason, you've signed on to this organization where you're constantly having your mind re-uploaded into into yeah, uh, new clone new new clones. It's maybe very profitable for some reason, but whatever. Yeah, maybe there are multiple organizations that run run these kind of this particular technology for different different purposes, whether it's, you know, mine extraction rescue or assassination or whatever. <laughs> it could be anything, right? Like it's it's yeah, pretty open yeah. to interpretation. But um but yeah, no, I think it's really good. Fantastic. Well, I think we've got something really fun. What do you say we head to table, Tom? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's head to table. Okay, folks, welcome back. It's time to play test our game. And of course, we need a name for it, Tom, but Ooh. just before we try and work out what that is, I thought what I'd do is give you an idea for the sort of scenario I've, I've dreamt up and sort of some of the setting that might help us come up with that idea. Okay, cool. So yeah. What I'll run us through is a game where essentially you'll be playing a criminal whose uh, heinous crime, which I'll leave up to your deciding, uh, meant that you were to be executed perhaps by your government um, but you are offered this very bizarre deal where essentially your specific uh, either genetic makeup or brain pattern meant that you were a trial for this process we talked about where they can sort of you know implant your consciousness into new clones and you know uh, yield these time powers uh, so essentially you have got to keep your existence and your life but you have uh, this handler for this top-secret government unit which sends you on these uh, top-secret missions using mm. your time manipulation powers. Okay. Okay. I see. Press gang so, to service. <laughs> exactly. So now that we've got that incredibly interesting, dark, gritty, <laughs> cyberpunk setting, let's come up with a silly pun. <laughs> to describe the game <laughs> okay thanks tom um, uh do do crime do time <laughs> there's something on that yeah like do the do the time ta- yeah the hard time or something Is there um, any part- i'm trying to think of other bits of media which have time manipulation like quantum leap could it be Ooh, yeah yeah what's a good cybery word that rhymes with leap yeah uh, quantum mind sweep. Uh, quantum mind sweep is interesting. <laughs> How about quantum bleep? Because you know it's it's a rude word in there. This <laughs> it's <is a> badass <laughs> game. Yeah, quantum bleep is pretty good. I do actually quite like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if you can um, prove when you download our game that you're over eighteen, then you see that it's called quantum fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, edgy. I like it. What about something on Bernard's watch? Um, That's true. Bernard's Bernard's eternal time prison. Yeah. Um, Bernard's prisoner's dilemma. (laughs) 
Cyber Bernard's watch. Cyber Bernard's watch. Is there something we can do on Cyberpunk even? Cy- Bernard's Apple Watch. Bernard's Apple Watch. <laughs> I definitely like to see an updated version instead of a fob watch. Yeah, it's just like a really frustrating <laughs> like, smartwatch. Yeah. Or perhaps, can we think of like a name for this secret government cell that is like setting up this work for you and that could be like the name of the game? Yeah. The Federal Bureau of Time Fuckery. Yeah. The Clocks Intelligence Agency. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tom, I've got it. So you know how how pro bono is when essentially you do work without shut for free, yeah? Which is kind of what you're doing. Pro chrono. Whoa, Jesus Christ, that is coming out of nowhere. That That's is really good. good. Huh? That yeah. is really good. Pro chrono. Yeah. Should we work like work work pro chrono or just pro chrono? Yeah. Is there is there any like thing to add on to that or is that is that perfect as it is? I mean that is very good. Um I mean chrono is so good on its own. Yeah. What can we uh I mean, chronopunk is pretty good on its... Or even, or even just, yeah, chronopunks, yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying our game so much, I actually feel bad to kind of ruin it with a silly name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chronopunk is a good name, so maybe we should... I think we should go with chronopunk, and then, like, the tagline is, you're working pro-chrono. <laughs> <laughs> that's, on, like, the, that's the movie post when we eventually get contacted by Warner Brothers. I mean... <laughs> That is that is pretty good. I mean, to make it even longer, it's you're working pro chrono for the man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then, Tom. Let's play Chrono Punk. Uh, yeah. So let's start off where let's work out what this character is that you're playing. What was that crime you committed? Okay. Cool. All right. So my my name is Gateway Fifty First, um, and I I was a I was a hacker by by trade in this cyberpunk world pretty standard cyberpunky job uh, i was a bit of a punk as you might expect uh you know into a lot of cyber modifications heavily tatted mohawk n- you know all the kind of works ne- neon clothing all that kind of stuff um and i was i was arrested for the in the in the far distant future there's these kind of super elite um equivalent of like an apple watch you know like digital watches uh, yeah that are like you know the rolexes of their of their day the really really fancy ones and i hacked into their server and made all of the pe- like all of the all of the the watches uh always declare the time to be quarter past pen <laughs> <laughs> that's a heinous crime <laughs> that put you straight to the front of death row <laughs> a lot of a lot of like people didn't get it and then they wrote it down they're like pen 15 that looks like penis. That's very good. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that that is that is my character, and for for that minor crime, I was uh, I was uh, drawn up on charges, and I think basically what's happened whenever you commit a crime, you get like uh, you get your you get like DNA sampled and and put on a file, uh, and like as I was going to trial, it was going to be like a fairly minor misdemeanor, but I think because I have this this you know this particular genetics that allow me to join this time force or whatever you want to call them the the chronopunks um they they basically just fucking threw the book at me you know uh, yeah because they wanted my they wanted me to be on their squad um so that that's what ended up happening and now i have to work off like 
uh, a sixty-year sentence uh, by working for these working for these people, um, and that's that's my situation. That's it. Okay, then, Tom. Let me begin the story and place you in the scene. Okay, cool. Uh, so the year is twenty-three thirty-two. Ooh. And so I think for maybe a year and a half now, you've been working for this sort of shadowy organization, and uh, you appear to be. Ba- whenever you finish one of these. Uh, secret missions you're always returned flown to this uh top secret black site that's essentially designed to like an oil rig off of alaska wow uh but essentially it's then just like a top secret government facility where it's still your prison like despite being a a criminal you still like always return to this place like this you know hideous weapon that you are before you're unleashed again by your government um and you have this handler who always you've never met him in person always just sort of appears through um, a hollow projection that's sent to your room, known as Ghoul. Okay, interesting. And uh, you're, you're woken up one morning by the presence of Ghoul, and he says, Time to wake up, Gateway 51st. We've got new work for you. <sighs> what the hell, man? I was trying to sleep. I think in the film, this character's played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, get Ghoul? Yeah. Okay, okay, I can see just, that. Just to help you set it, yeah. And it's like that class, or like all the, the hologra- holograms shimmering slightly so you can't see all the details of this sort of shadowy, mysterious figure. Uh, <laughs> can I get a lion after the last mission? What the hell? He says, crime doesn't work on your watch, unfortunately, Gateway. <sighs> all right, all right. And I sort of like stagger out of the my my bed and like hobble over to the, the the sink and start like splashing my face i'm like go on tell me tell me what you got to tell me so he starts sort of giving you the information as he does so i think sort of holographic dossiers are appearing which you can sort of minority report style with gestures sort of scan through them and all this and uh he reveals that they have a uh, another sort of government facility um in the US mainland where they also conduct some um, time manipulation experiments and that their sensors there have been detecting like strange ripples uh, in sort of space time which seem to have been localised on the site of this government facility and they couldn't work it out. They think like it was some sort of critical event either that might be happening from the future that they're sort of picking up echoes Ooh. of already and they think they suddenly know what it might be because this morning... Uh, the government facility was taken over by a terrorist cell known as Origin. Ooh. Uh, run this by is indi- so cool. Yeah, run by an individual called Philip Costello. Uh, and they fear that he may be about to do something on this site which could cause, like, a, a, a catastrophic event so great that, you know, they were already picking up ripples of it from the past alone. That's incredible. Who's this Philip Costello guy? Uh, so Ghoul sort of realised he's this figure that's always taken on like very high profile um, assassinations that didn't seem to be linked or, and often like uh, robberies from science sites across the world. I oh, like, uh, yeah, I'm looking through the files, like uh, kind of impressed, secretly impressed at this guy. Yeah, he's he's bad news. And also like he's been like the earliest signs of what appear to be like some of his modus operandi have been going for over 100 years. Ooh. Um, and he sort of reveals, he says, you know, we're going to be flying you into this government site. Uh, he says, it's Area 102. It's exactly twice as secret as Area 51. <laughs> uh, and more torturous than Area 101, or... I mean, like... You'll just have to wait and see. 
Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Princess, suit up, Gateway. We're flying you out in 15. Okay, okay. All right, Dad. <laughs> um, and I, uh, like, flick off the thing and, yeah, get my... Uh, Get my clothing together. Um, I think I think you sort of see as I sort of like have finished cleaning my face and stuff. Uh, I look up at the the mirror and we get a, like a, a shot of Gateway Fifty First. He's got a got platinum hair. I think I think he like I think he gets a budget every mission to like requisition certain clothing and stuff. Um, nice and like and like equipment. Um, yeah, but he, he always wastes it all on like on like re-upping this body with like the same like he always tries out different styles like because he knows yeah he's like using the sentence in a way to just work out the best style for his body <laughs> uh, so he's trying I, all these different things um, exactly that like, i think after each mission they sort of let you sort of help design like the clone that you're going to be put back into okay um, of course it ages your body so i think every mission will say you start at age 20 okay perfect perfect yeah so i think yeah you see this young guy platinum dyed hair uh he's kind of got undercuts on the on the side um uh he's he's given himself genetically engineered lizard eyes just because he thinks they look pimping um and um he's wearing like a quite neon uh t-shirt as he as he comes out uh with like these uh um these kind of overalls and the only words that are poking out on the t-shirt uh Given the given the overalls uh, are just la piss, <laughs> very good. Uh, and yeah, he sort of he he exits his room after getting dressed and uh, is is ready to head to wherever the normal deployment facilities are for the the missions. Sure, that's so you just head up to the sort of the landing bay of this um, uh, disguised oil rig and you get onto this sort of elite stealth jet with sort of the panels sort of make it shimmer and sort of turn invisible as you are shot off over to the mainland uh, US at a hypersonic speeds. Oh, I hate this part, he says, as it, uh, it reaches maximum velocity. And uh, they're sort of coming in, and you know that this facility, Area 102, it's all underground, and what it is, it's a large sort of high, um, high fence around what is disguised to be like a, a barracks, but you know that this barracks um. houses a few in like air... Um, uh, what do you call them? Like... Houses that planes live in. Uh, hangers. hangers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> houses for planes, you know. <laughs> Where planes make little plane families. Exactly. <laughs> uh, several of these hangers have elevators down to the actual facility itself. Anyway, you know that um, Origin has several sort of troops up, uh, walking about on the surface land, and it's up to you to decide how you want to uh, be deployed uh ooh. if you want to like air dive in from anywhere if you want to be dropped off outside all right so what i'm gonna do is i think on this on this transport they have these pods that you can be fired down in um and they're kind of stealth a little bit as they mm. as they descend down but they essentially just smash into the into the land around them and have like these kind of inertial dampener things that that mean that you don't just get splatted on the inside but they do make quite a lot of noise when they land but the idea is that there's this, like, for the time agents, we can, like, undo, hopefully undo the noise, undo the, like, the the noise of, of the thing crashing. So, like, what I'm going to try and do is, is slam down into the compound in the stealth device and then use my undo power to say, I undo the event of the pod landing... Well, making ha- ha- noise or something like that oh right so that's what you're going to try and do <laughs> that's what i'm going to try and do and i'll roll a dice and see how many so i guess the idea is i, I roll the dice so i'm committing to doing the the I, I undo the event 
like sentence. But yep. I'll roll the dice and see how many words I get to play with beyond that, I guess. Is okay. That, so sure enough, for you? <laughs> yeah, they launch you down in a pod and it crashes down to the ground behind one of the hangars. And uh, you can kind of just, you're aware that this will definitely have probably been heard. So you hop out and you use your power now. I undo the event of roll a die and that's your words. Oh, you're not going to believe this. I got a six. Very nice. <laughs> but that does make me 26 years old now. Yeah. Um, okay, so I undo the event of the pod crashing and making noise. The pod crashing and making noise. Six words. Is there any other way I could interpret that? Really not. I don't think so. So sure enough, right before you, you just sort of like your hand shimmers and you see like there's just a blink of an eye and it's gone. The ground is untouched as if it was never there. Oh, and sure so enough, cool. no one has reacted. Okay. So, I, I, yeah, I guess I glance around. What, what, what kind of, how many hangars are there on this compound? Uh, there's four hangars, but, you know, two of them have these large sort of service elevators. And, indeed, you've crashed down um, right next to your standing at the uh, sort of sheet metal side of one of them. And you know there's a service elevator down to Area 102 inside. Uh, there's a front door in, but it's guarded by two armed Origin troops. Okay, okay. Um, okay. I think what I will do is, uh, again, like using my uh, my powers, I'll try and get in using I accomplish blank while time is frozen to Very nice. attempt to sneak past the guards. I see what you're doing. Yeah, okay. Um Ooh, three. Um, okay. Okay. I'll say infiltrate the hangar. Uh, I, I I accomplish or infiltration. I accomplish infiltration of hangar while time is frozen. Okay. Sure thing. So <laughs> sure enough, like that is what happens. Certainly, uh, you try to try and sort of shimmer and hold time, and you freeze time briefly and dash your way past these two guards past the uh, the open hangar and you get your way in and just as you do so time snatches back and as you do so you sort of feel a pain in your arm as you manipulate it and uh as you wince you sort of catch your foot and you, ch- and you make noise and these two guards spin oh, around <laughs> so you've, you've, you've indeed I infiltrated got, the hangar, in. but yeah, yeah detected as well uh, oh. so you age three years certainly and now these two guards yep. have their guns pointed up at you and they're shouting at you to get down okay uh god this is so it's so tempting just to rely on the powers all the time but i know it could just make matters so much worse <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> okay i will i will nevertheless try to i'm going to go for this is so cruel i alter time for guards to be dead okay <laughs> is that, i mean that is that is brutal right yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I tried to get past them, though. I tried not to do this. <laughs> I alter time for guards to be dead. I'll roll. Well, that might just kill every guard on the planet. <laughs> I, hopefully, I get more words to play with. <laughs> I, I think, like, to limit the powers in some way, I think that you can only sort of affect things that you're visibly seeing in some way. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. otherwise, like, you could just be stay in your in your place and be like i wish that origin never existed kind of thing i think you have to be like seeing the thing that you're altering that's that's very sensible okay i will roll the dice and see and see whether this this comes out okay uh i got three so how about i uh i say i alter time for these guards to be dead <laughs> <Is> that, <does> that... <laughs> 
Okay, sure thing. Tell your age. Uh, I think how you alter time is you you speed up the time around uh, the the very base of the hangar sheet metal, so that from the entrance in front of you, sort of the very corners of this entrance, the metal ages in front of your eyes, corrodes and starts to bend and twist, and the entire front of the hangar buckles in. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So it like interpreted it kind of differently to what I intended. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, and what this, I think just as you're, you're doing so, you can see one of the guards is like speaking into a walkie-talkie and sure enough, it buckles in. The hangar is now sort of shut off. You're inside. The entrance is crumpled in, but it's okay. almost certainly raised an alarm and they'll know. Okay, well, I'll, I'll quickly here. go and look for uh, look for this uh, this elevator down. Then I'll, I might see if there's like um, some kind of maintenance or access shaft instead of going down the main the main like route. If there's some mm. kind of like ladder route down or something. Very well, I think that makes sense. There's a very clear and obvious service elevator down, uh, but sure enough, there is also like a, a, a thickly guarded maintenance hatch with just just a, a ladder that's taking you down essentially like a kilometer down into the earth. Oh God, that's going to be, that's going to be a hell of a, a descent, but exactly. Uh, yeah. But you take uh, that down instead then. I will take that down instead. Do I need to flip a dice? Flip a, no, a I, I, I think, tool? I think you find that. I think, you know, it's a good idea and I, I like, I like its place in the narrative. Okay. So you make your way down this incredibly long ladder uh, we'll get a solid three style. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Play the what whole like <laughs> Stop, stop playing. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to climb here. <laughs> oh, my arms are so sore. And you make your way down. It's probably wise it is. You eventually you reach the bottom and you head through this tight corridor, um, literally sort of pipes and, and maintenance access, and you exit out onto a gangway high up that looks over this main service elevators exit and sure enough there's a group of about four guards there with with guns raised at the elevator um being like we heard from the boys up top uh it's gateway he's here he's gonna come on down and we gotta shoot him on sight i think i'm That's like the boss's orders. i think i'm like ooh, i'm famous <laughs> <laughs> um but i also kind of want to undo the event of my arms being sore but I think the better of it. <laughs> like, yeah, you're could, currently 32, right? That could age me six years. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I'm like, no, I'll, I'll leave it. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, on this walkway, is there a? Can I get around past them to like a, a kind of route deeper into the into the base, or is there? Do I have to descend near yeah, them? Yeah, no, you, you you can head on in uh, uninterrupted deep, like your your. Unobserved Perfect. up here, certainly, and you head your way further down, and uh, you can see that you're heading towards like a large sort of glowing chamber near the end. But as you can, you can see, there's quite a few cameras. Uh, there's definitely at least two cameras trained on the gangway here as well. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to go for a transport. A transport in time to before cameras installed. So I just need to get three or higher, right? For <laughs> that's okay. going to be my attempt um on on this i'm hoping i can get just before cameras installed uh and and like trying like walk <laughs> past them but then what is even the like then i'm traveling to way before the terrorists are even here <laughs> my mind tom my yeah after this game we'll have to have a real good talk about <laughs> some, some stricter okay. rules i think i'll use i transport i transport in time to before terrorists well, let's roll the dice, man. Let's sit, you know, see how many words you get okay. to use. Okay, okay. Um, six. 
Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so I think I'll just go, yeah, I'll just go, um, I transport in time uh, to before these cameras were installed. Okay. That's all you're going to say? Uh, please? Okay. <laughs> I like to think that the lords of time appreciate politeness. <laughs> please, GM? <laughs> you do just that, and you sort of... <laughs> You see, time, the world around him sort of shimmered. You can see, like, almost like ghosts of people walking quickly as the parts of the facility go through, like, construction periods. And you sort of run past these cameras. And as you do so, just like that, suddenly the facility hasn't even been built yet. And you say, ugh! And you're, you're locked <laughs> in solid earth. Oh, I should have said just. I forgot about that. I forgot A about kilometer that. kilometre beneath the earth. <laughs> you can feel your oxygen starting okay, to Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I transport in time to... Oh, God. Uh, you're 38, remember? <laughs> oh, God. I transport in time to... Well, I, I guess I'll roll and see what I get to play with. I transport in time to... Oh, I got six again. I mean, in some ways good. In some ways, I'm getting very old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I transport in time to... The more precise, the better. <laughs> I transport in... I Okay, so it's going to be uh, when facility has just been built. Okay, sure. This time, you materialise back in and... Shove your bat, and the facility is here, and you're <gasps> on the other side of these cameras. Um, <laughs> and below, it's mostly just people in like construction helmets as well, and clearly like US military uh, groups as well on the floor. And it looks like you're back, but the, the terrorist attack hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to try and make my way through the facility, uh, like just further back uh, to. Is there is there any obvious locations I can think of in the facility where he would want to like hold up? Well, there was this very strange... When you were in the original time period, there was this sort of large like, glowing chamber in the distance you're heading to. This yes. chamber is sort of... You can see it's there now, and there's a lot of um, sheer metal around like, sort of being put into place. Uh, it's not currently glowing, but you make your way along the gangway. Again, you're above most of the uh, clear guards at the moment. And you look over, and there's some a group of people in lab coats that are looking over uh, this this unit being built at the moment, sort of pouring over blueprints as well. Uh, and it looks like they're attempting uh, to to construct something very important because they're like sort of fussing over the details of what needs to go where. I really like this. Okay, so, um, so like, do I, do I have any ID that, like, demarks me as a, a, a kind of uh, a government, uh, like, time agent, a, a chronopunk? Yeah, I think you at least have sort of a... I think for a long time, yeah, the secret military black ops groups have had like this this secret pass that high enough military will know that if you sort of flash this ID or this code, like it's no matter when or where, like <laughs> you're good, you're safe. This in some ways makes the game so easy, but okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like approach the guards here and be like Oh, oh, hey guys! Uh, just, just back from the future. Oh, face! Hi, <laughs> get in here. I, I, I flash, I flash the the, the cards. I'm like, just, just, uh, just come back from the future. This place gets raided uh, quite a few years from now. I'm, I'm one of those chrono punks. See, oh, chrono, shit. chrono These badge. Are real? Yeah, yeah, that's me, guys. Hi, right, uh, prove, pr- prove you're some kind of chrono punk. Uh, all right. Um, anyone got anything on them? Anything that uh, like they just got to hand in their pockets anywhere? 
one of the scientists like, I've got this picture of my grandkids. Okay, okay, Gramps. I'll uh, I'll steal that while time is frozen. Uh, so I'm, I'm 44 at the moment. <laughs> I just called him Gramps, but I'm 44. <laughs> um, I got six again. I'm so old. I know I'm like risking death. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I accomplish theft of scientists photo um and return i guess i'll do that i accomplished yep. theft of scientist photo and return it, um, it works perfectly these scientists are stunned as like they just sort of blink their eyes and suddenly you're back with this uh sort of crumpled photograph between your fingers although you're also like visibly I look, older, I look 50 and i'm like <laughs> ta- 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 at this oh, point God. your hair like down to your waist beard. <laughs> 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 anyone got a razor i mean jesus christ and you got like a combat knife that you just like hew yeah, off yeah. your beard like i love the notion that like my my actual hair and stuff changes in in keeping so it's just six years of growth uh, they seem thoroughly impressed and yeah are, are convinced that you are who you say you are the scientists themselves are like oh i never thought i'd have the chance to meet a, a true chronopunk uh, uh, there have been only a few recorded instances you must be gateway yes uh, uh, that's me, all right? Oh, God, I feel so old. This must be how you feel all the time. You know, my, my great-great-great-grandmother <laughs> met you once. Uh, oh, right, right. Um, you saved her life during World War Three. <laughs> Judith? You kind of look like her a bit, yeah. That was her, yes. Um, yeah. Me and her got on pretty well. I'm looking this guy up and down, (laughs) trying to suss out whether he's my my great, 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 great grandchild. (laughs) Anyway, they're like, is there anything we can do to help you, Gateway? Um, Yeah, so listen, I I think the terrorist is going to be around here. What exactly is this thing you're installing? We're attempting to build our very own time machine. I see, I see. To be used by anyone. Okay, I mean, it turns out in the future that that's going to be a mistake because uh, this the origin. Uh, are they around in this time? What what time even is this? This why the year is twenty three eleven. Oh, okay, so so not that long ago. So yeah, origin is still around, right? You've heard yes. of those guys. Yeah, yes. well, that, they're going to raid this place and uh, and and try and use your time machine. So. What I'd like to do is is transport to the time when Philip Costello arrives here, but have, I don't know, like guns, like maybe some guards. I think you've got um, a gun with you, yeah. Yeah, but maybe just more of them, like automated ones, stashed around that when I say, kill Costello, they just all <laughs> point at him and kill him. Can we, get, can we get those installed? Look, and I get up there, I get up there like the architectural plans, and I'm like, just install them here, here, <laughs> here, and then get some laser beams here and here. So you're asking the construction team to install some automated machine guns. I think I'll stick with the automated machine guns. I don't want to get greedy. I'm going to have travelled back in time and so made how the these, architect... how are these guns to be controlled, as long as I ask Okay. Um, what they do is, if I enter a room and say the words that... I've got the sole activation words code for this, <laughs> these guns, they kill everyone except me in this room. <laughs> 
Okay, these like very <laughs> perturbed looking mechanics like, uh, right, okay, we'll do just that. What's the exact passphrase? Mm. And they need to like, have a recording of you saying it, obviously, to program. How about just, f- fuck you, Costello. <laughs> Show that they record. I, I, think, I think I agree that, as we discussed before, I think actually like time travel itself should only be for like brief periods. I think you can feel yourself about to be pulled back to the your present oh god oh god good luck gateway <laughs> thanks guys bye for now and shut up you materialize back and now you're in front of all this what can only looks like some sort of giant glowing uh slight green glowing cube uh as you, you look around suddenly a group of about 20 armed guards spin around to point their guns at you Fuck uh, you, Costello! <laughs> and just like that, giant machine guns suddenly emerge from the room and just start firing wildly upon the group. Uh, and you sort of just duck your head down as the, 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 the bullets fire across everywhere. And as, like, finally the machines stop, you, you look up and you look up just as the, the last few bullets are firing and all the guards are dropping dead, except for this one figure that, to your eyes, is just, like, moving with, like, lightning speed as he's just, like, dodging every single bullet. I, I, for a second, as I see all of these guards turn into just a pink mist, I, I wonder whether my, uh, my, my time, my long years of service in the chronopunks has, has made me callous uh, <laughs> and hardened. But I, I quickly shake it off as I see this, this fast-moving blur of uh, what I can only assume is Costello. Um, sure enough, like, and he goes, So, you must be Gateway. <laughs> oh, German villain, huh? How, how stereotypical. Um, so I see you, you think you've given yourself a chronopunk powers, do you? He says, ha, ha, ha. These powers are a leftover from the work of my scientists in my original timeline. What exactly happened to your original timeline? He says, don't you recognize me? And I think he... Uh, he's do I? Like- <laughs> <laughs> he slicks back his hair and sort of stands, and you say, you go, oh my god, you're... And he says, yes, it is I, Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. I was like, I'm like, oh, the first thing I tried to do when I got time powers was kill you as a baby. Yes, I know. (laughs) My scientists in World War II nearly perfected the time travel mechanics... But just then, when Germany was falling, I was thrown, hurled into the the abyss of the timescape. I have travelled and seen many eons, Gateway, and I will not rest until I am returned to my original timeline to correct all these mistakes. So just to be clear, all these dudes I just killed were Nazis? Yes. Oh god, well now I feel great about it. My (laughs) chrono-Nazis. Um, chrono, you didn't. (laughs) Uh, and i will uh accomplish murdering hitler while time is frozen okay okay (laughs) well let's see how i do um and if i roll a one i'm just dead so oh god um i did only get two okay Um, so i accomplish blank while time is frozen uh well i mean i'm still gonna go with kill hitler i'm still gonna go with i accomplish Killing Hitler while time is frozen. <laughs> so sure, you, you freeze time for like the half a second you need to leap forward. And you sort of 
pull that same combat knife that you'd cut your beard with and you sink it into Hitler's chest as time comes back and he's like, oh, God, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're so fucking powerful, obviously. Yeah, I I know. I mean, it really does kind of take a lot of dramatic tension out of a lot of scenes. Just like, I mean, I can just freeze time whenever I want and accomplish enormous tasks. And he sort of (laughs) staggers backwards and goes, but you're too late. As he falls into the cube, you see there's like a detonator in his hand. And as he (gasps) hits the trigger, there's just like this blinding green light. Oh God, can I undo hit trigger okay so roll the dice then roll the die five interesting okay i I undo undo the event of okay i undo the event of hitler pressing trigger just now that's really good i'm not sure how there's (laughs) any way i could screw you with that sometimes when we play these games i'd realize like i wish i could in the theme of time travel, take like a line from our playtest and like give it to us at development and be like, what game did we make? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're just that sure of this giant blinding light sort of just about to fully engulf you and you just like twist your arm as it all plays back in reverse. And nope. sure enough, it turns out I'm still just as powerful as I thought. <laughs> no dramatic tension here. And you realize it's back to like a second before with Hitler's thumb is just up off of the trigger and it comes back and goes, but you're too late. And he's about to press the trigger again. Okay, I'm going to try and accomplish grabbing device while time is, time is frozen, I guess. Okay. Uh, ooh, I got four. I don't know whether that's going to be enough or not. What's your age at this point as well? Uh, So four now takes me to 61. Okay, okay. Um, I'm pretty old. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with, I accomplish stealing what Hitler's holding while time is frozen. Nice. Sure enough, time freeze mounted again as you sort of pull back Hitler's fingers and grab the trigger. And it it comes back as he sort of just like presses his thumb down to midair, clutching... (laughs) The kni- and I think since of what he was holding, you also took the time to pull the knife back out of his chest. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm old man gateway. Fuck you. <laughs> and Hitler sort of falls to the ground, clutching his bleeding chest. And he's like, this isn't the end, gateway. Don't you realise my experiment originally failed? I can't die just and as you see it like the last last breath leave him it's like his whole body starts to shimmer and disappear but nonetheless it seems oh. like the crisis is averted and you call into ghoul mm. and he's like uh, hitler again that guy keeps popping up i guess he's stuck in some kind of chrono paradox he seems to just phase out whenever you try to kill him as though it's impossible somehow i get the feeling we haven't seen the last of adolf hitler <laughs> But for now, Gateway, let's get you back home to a young body. You've done good, son. And I think we'll leave the game there, as sure enough, you sort of flown back out of Area 102. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for running that, Tom. It was a lot of fun. I know, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I really like that game. I 
I, I particularly appreciate the fact you let me get away with contractions in my, <laughs> in my number of words. I was tempted just to contract everything, like down to just like smaller and smaller. Like, does it count if I hyphenate my words? Like, what about in German? Does this game work in German where I can mix together proper nouns like, into one massive word? I mean, I'd argue it's however the GM... Uh, interprets it and seeing as I don't speak German that probably <laughs> I can interpret it however I want <laughs> oh yeah that is that is true and horrifying <laughs> that was a lot of fun I feel like what we'd have to do at some point is sit down at really yeah. like one of the things I thought is like the very first use of the powers when your pod hit the ground yeah. I was thinking like mm, does it just like erase it from that point in time like do the guards yeah. would the guards have still heard it and like turn the corner and see nothing or does that like change them ever hearing it as well? Like, I think we need to have like a, yeah. quite a lengthy discussion at some point, like the limits. I think and- that exactly. I think that's the key bit is like the limitations because at the moment yeah. they're they're like they're very very powerful. So so like a, a small list of or what they they kind of allow you to achieve. Like the, yeah, the limitations on them. I think uh, yeah would be would be sensible. And I think that's more just a guide play because I'm not worried about things being too powerful like unbalanced essentially because like this is a meant to be a silly game that is played for yeah. for, for, for laughs basically but i think it just helps if you know exactly what's happening more and i think the best way to do that i don't think we can fix that now is just like some longer play tests and sort of discussing it as we play yeah but, but i i yeah. really really enjoyed the part of like a uh, of like trying to like a uh, mad libs the uh yeah. mad libs the words into 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 the sentences that was a lot of fun yeah i like how much um, sort of creative space it gives you well thank you for playing tom and thank you of course everyone else for listening as well we hope you enjoyed the episode uh if you liked what you heard then leave us a review on itunes or stitcher or maybe just tell someone as well that'd be nice absolutely uh, and thank you as always to the band call me malcolm for letting us use their music in the intro outro and middle tro uh, you can find their stuff on callmemalcolm.bandcamp.com oh no wait is that right yeah Bandcamp- that's it Okay. I always, for some reason, that always sticks in my head in a weird way. I think it's because it's dot bandcamp. It just seems like an odd, an odd yeah. thing to have a dot for. But yeah. The weird thing is I use bandcamp as well. Anyway, anyway, enough of this. We're, we're going. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for week. listening. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.